Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I will say as a teacher, when you actually like you know, force the kids to race each other in school, it's brilliant. It's just the best. <laughs> Hugh, don't you have a small child fighting ring that you run? Look, you know, teachers like to gamble, so... Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> Duct taping knives into their hands. Welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out whether they're worthy of all the hype. They're likes, but are they legitimate? My name's Will, and I'm, as always, I'm not joined by... (laughs) My name's Will, and I'm joining Hugh, as always. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Will. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, thanks. Often we say I'm joined by someone, but I feel like I'm joining you, so I wanted to... Yeah, I suppose in a very technical sense, I'm the owner of the Zoom meeting that we're on, but I don't know whether that's the only metric for determining who joins whom. (laughs) Yeah, especially if, you know, if the Wi-Fi goes out and the host changes, that's always an exciting moment in a Zoom call. It's like a a horror story. The only thing more exciting about it is people relaying the information hypothetically on a podcast. Well, maybe this is a different energy for us, Will, because this is a morning podcast. Have you got a cup of coffee, Hugh? Because I do. You know I don't. I have, I have a glass of nice water, which I hope will, will keep me keep me energised throughout. Speaking of tall glasses of water, we're joined by a guest who also uh, is watery. Is that, is, that, is that anything? Is that a segue? He's, I mean, aren't all humans 80% water or something like that? Yeah, but like 0% glass, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he is tall. Uh, we're welcoming back to the show friend of the pod, Connor. Hi, Connor. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, certified glass-free since 1988. If you had to define yourself as a... If you had to say... If you had to choose a beverage that you were most like, Connor, or that represented you best, what would you choose? Oh... <laughs> I, I don't think this represents me at all, but the only thing that could come into my mind was fizzy milk. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of know what you mean. <laughs> I'm exciting, but everybody knows me, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and also, I think after you've tried me, many people don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. We came back. That's true. You're an, an unpleasant surprise on one cereal. <laughs> yeah. But I think that is, anytime anyone gets a soda stream, I think the first thing everyone does go, fizzy milk. And then everyone breaks their soda stream. Oh. I've never... I've you never break some milk, you buy another one. Yeah. Is it, have you like, done, have you done this? Is this? No, no, I've not. But definitely I was in the presence of someone who was like, oh, tried it, broke it. <laughs> and is it not meant to deal with? I think it's just, it's like high fat content. Like I think it's just not really, not really great for your machine. Mm, you know? Making things fizzy is the most exciting thing. Like any drink fizzy, I'd be more excited about. Mm. Especially mm. milk. But when food when food goes fizzy, that's not we, exciting. Yeah, fizzy no, hummus. It sounds more delightful than it actually is. Yeah, fizzy yogurt, yeah. not a good thing. No. 
But that's naturally fizzy. If you carbonated, if you mm, carbonated yeah. some broccoli, I'd love that. Imagine biting into broccoli and it was fizzy. That would be amazing. Mm. I mean, Will, this won't surprise anyone, but I don't like fizzy drinks. Mm. So fizzy cauliflower is a no, though. I don't like the sensation on my tongue. No. Yeah. Fizzy Here's cauliflower. A, here's a fizzy <laughs> Grand Prince pumpkin. Cauliflower as it is is just, just nice and perfect. Oh, my God. I mean, it's bland. But, you know. Fizzy is too much of an experience, is it? It's just a little too exciting for me, you know? My mouth isn't set up for it. My mouth... It's funny, though, because in a way, did nature create... Just find the perfect match, matching my mouth with my personality, you know? Like, they just don't want anything too spicy, don't want anything too exciting. Just let's let's keep it cool. That's a, a very nuanced way of saying boring. I'm very impressed how you've come up with that. Yeah, I avoided it nicely, so at least one of us did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since Michael left, we've been I've been meaner to you, is what I've noticed. I don't know. I think that's true. That is true, definitely. You've I needed was... a you've needed a vent for that anger. Which I didn't know I was such an angry person. No, I thought the anger came purely from what Michael said, but clearly it's deep within you. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of anger deep within. I think it's time to bring on our um, producer, Anya. Hi, Anya. Hi, guys. Um, it's funny, I feel like you've gotten much meaner to me as the weeks have gone on. Shut up, Anya. <laughs> guys, I'm delighted to be here for this session. So actually, in fact, the topic today is therapy. <laughs> Part therapy. And we're joined <laughs> by Dr. Connor. <laughs> Crucially, I got my PhD online. Uh, I wrote to them 24 hours later they sent me the documents uh, I do think Connor you'd be an excellent therapist in all but like technical qualifications. actual content <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you've got a great voice for it you've got a great manner you're very welcoming I think you would hand someone a box of tissues in a quiet and respectful way in just like yeah. with the ultimate <laughs> but then sang but then get disbarred repeatedly for then also handing over a gun with a single bullet in it. <laughs> 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 you're like Saying, I mean, yeah, every every message you send them when they text you for an appointment is just you know what to do. Yeah, yeah, just a little green water pistol emoji. You'd have a lovely, you'd have a lovely office, I think. Mm, oh, well appointed, yeah, I think is, yeah. is how I how how would it be described in the papers when they put the tape up around it after the final crime scene? <laughs> like the well appointed office of well healed. Pseudotherapist, Garnet Andrew. I, I think that would ultimately be the downfall was that he cared more about his office than his patients. <laughs> he wouldn't let them sit on the sofa because he didn't want them to. That's a Chesterfield. <laughs> you, you can sit on yeah, the yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so exercise your demons, guys. Surface oh. them. Speaking of exercise. That's exactly. Uh, join me, won't you, on the starting line as we take a sprint through the world of running. Um, Whoa. So, I'm going to use that single bullet to go <laughs> So I really tried to think First sprint that most of us have taken in a while I'd say but. I, I actually spent the morning looking up running puns um, Oh yeah And I was trying to work in Don't let the run go down on me But I couldn't it, it just <laughs> So you know I think we're just gonna gonna, gonna Sprint right past that um, And let's oh, I thought we were I thought this episode was about having the runs yeah it's <laughs> uh, no, that, 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 the popular no. fascination of having the yeah. runs I, I ate a load of fizzy yogurt beforehand just to make sure I was prepared oh. yeah. we know that's not true because you don't like fizzy things yeah, this is a great segue to say that my content is sponsored by Imodium <laughs> the brand for you and me for mum and dad they get the squits <laughs> oh mercy God. This divided, polarized world, one thing that can bring us together well, there, that we all sometimes get the squid. There's a question. So, if uh, when the sponsors inevitably come a knocking, you know, would you agree to be sponsored by by a uh, by a modium? Anya, I would agree to be sponsored by anyone. This podcast is brought to you by the KKK. Mm, yeah. yeah, North Korea Corp. <laughs> Anya, Anya, and I know someone who was. Um, I suppose, to put it bluntly, the face of gonorrhea for a while. Do we? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm obviously not saying the name on, on the air. Um, a very attractive person who was, you know, involved in various uh, advertising campaigns, but one of them was a sort of, I should say, anti-gonorrhea. Like, oh, well, you know, it the ads like, weren't pro-gonorrhea. Yeah, the pro-lobby pro, pro is... She played anti-gonorrhea, he played uncle-gonorrhea. 
Exactly, yeah. Gonorrhea. Here we go again. I can't, I can't, you know, leave it with me. Leave you, it kept, with me. you kept dancing but stopped singing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean it'll, take, it'll take us a long time to come back to this, so I'm just going to say it now because it's a definite mm-hmm. link between the theme and what we're saying at the moment. Pooey Paula. That's Connor, cool. it's funny that you mentioned that because I, doing my lengthy research for this, spent a long time reading uh, about that uh, reading about it and various forums from the time contemporaneous online forums from the time mm. discussing had it been a number one or a number two and that's interesting that's, that's where a lot what conclusion did they come to a number one but then she oh, said that enough. she had stomach cramps so oh listen I think you know if you're if you're at that level of sport you do what you gotta do you do what you gotta do like we're here to watch you win we're not here yeah. to, you know what I mean like and basically all of the other compromises you make in your life about diet exercise everything else we're apparently okay with all that stuff we just don't see it so if occasionally we see something like that power on through that's life the incredible thing about the clip is the people at the sidelines are just you know they're, they're, Standing there. their emotions just go from <laughs> oh my god this is amazing to Oh my God! Watch your shoes. It's 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 really something. Um, it's amazing. I think I think she's a legend. She is what a cool yeah. thing to do. Just be like, I yeah. I need to go. I'm doing a goddamn yeah. marathon. I need to go. Was it a marathon? Yeah. It was a marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did she come in the end? Did she was she close or? She won the race, didn't she? I thought the whole point well, was that it was quite a sad too. picture because she'd not only lost. She won the race, but... and that we're still talking about it, guys. Are you sure? At the 2005 London Marathon, Radcliffe won with a time of 2 hours 17.42, a world's best time for a woman's only race by over a minute. Well, uh, uh, and she stopped stop. to do a wee. Well, uh, basically, I needed to go. I started feeling between 15 and 16 miles and probably carried on too long before stopping. I must have eaten too much beforehand. Fair enough. I take it all back. Fair play, Paula. Absolute legend. Uh, well, I think we'll, we'll crack on to the, the quiz just to get away from, from this... Uh, this topic who was the only US president to have won run a marathon he didn't win it um, so I know that the various presidents put in different um, amenities when they come to the White House mm. they can put in different things and I know now I was going to say what did they put in I think Clinton put in I think he did actually put in a hot tub but he also put in a running track and I think Nixon Trying to remember what Nixon put in. So I think Clinton put in a running track at the same time. Can I ask on you? Yeah. Um, is this in their life they ran a marathon or post presidency? Uh, it wasn't during their presidency. It wasn't during the presidency. Yeah. We don't know was it before or yeah. after. Yeah. I mean, like my Teddy Roosevelt was was a <coughs> real my, my, was incredibly fit, but there's no way he'd have wasted time my running instinct, marathons. My instinct tells me there's like three plausible presidents. Mm. But I mean, again, you'll prove us wrong. But it's either Clinton, George, George Bush, H.W. George Jr. Yeah, because he got clean, you know. Yeah, or or Obama. But H- I feel like H- Obama H- doesn't make a doesn't make a mm. thing out of like running as a virtue in his whole. Clinton plot. definitely put in a running track. Dude, go, so we, go we've got go we've got evidence there. It's it's George Jr. Um, yeah, you were you were your because he got clean. Yeah, he ran it before his presidency. Tidied up his act. There so. You go. Question two. Why would bringing vapour flies to a competitive run make me unpopular? Vapour flies? Ooh, I, I, I think I know the answer to this. Because they have, they have a solid carbon plate in, in the, in the midsole or, or, or sole and are therefore a bit of... Bit of basically, sorry, vapor, I, I think vapour flies are a Nike running shoe that has advanced tech that gives you like 6% more bounce. Connor, that is incredibly accurate. Yes, they're a Nike running shoe and they're very controversial because they are considered tech, technological doping basically because they give you this kind of a fiberglass plate in them, isn't there? And it gives you, it's it's helping runners to achieve uh, much, much faster times and longer distances. Uh, But Mm -hmm. they're very, very controversial in the world of running. And I think people have been, have had their wins What's the word where it's taken from you? Oh, like rescinded or... Like yeah, like it's, they've, been, they've been disqualified because of... No stripped way. of their medal, stripped of their medal. Now, I'll give, I'll give a bonus point if you can tell me if you wanted to order a pair today from Nike, how much are you going to be spending? 
150 pounds. I know it's got to be. I'd say it's got to be like 400. Yeah, two, that's how much I'd be spending. Two, 249.99, which I was surprised at because I, I assumed a they would be into the thousands. So we've got a real Michael style uh, question. <laughs> Great for the last one. So I'm going to give you three racing events. Two, okay. two of which are real, one of which I have made up. Oh yeah. So the first one is called the tr- self-transcendent 3,100 mile race. And this is where runners have 52 days to complete the distance from the west to the east coast of the US plus 11 marathons. But they have to do it on a single street in Queens. <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so it. boring. I love it. Uh, okay, the second one. I love that the distance from west to east isn't enough. It's like we'll also add an 11 Throw on 11 marathons. Or did I just throw on the 11 marathons? Well, that's true. Mm. I will say, Anya, if that's real, except that there are 10 marathons, you can leave the podcast. (laughs) That's fair enough. Okay. If that's the change you made. (laughs) Yeah, challenge accepted. Okay. The next one is is the Krispy Kreme five-mile race. That's, That's carried out in North Carolina. And that's where participants uh, run to a Krispy Kreme shop and eat 12 donuts and then they have to run back. And it's a five-mile race, about eight kilometres. Five miles with donuts in you? That is horrendous. Two and a half miles with donuts in you, I guess. Mm. A dozen donuts, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The next one is the Kenosha, Wisconsin Cheese Festival 10K, where at each kilometre mark, the racers have to take 100 uh, grams of American cheese from their pack and eat it. And each cheese must be from a different American uh, a different American state. In 2019, it was the last time it was run before COVID, it was won by Silas Simons, who was an award-winning Oregon cheesemaker. How long is that race? That race is 10 kilometres. Okay, and so they, they end up with a kilo of cheese in them. Yeah. Okay, can I, can I just give it initial thoughts um, from some detective work? Is I'm instantly suspicious of why an American race would be measured in kilometres and 100 grams of cheese. Now, Anya could have done the conversion for us, but I don't believe that for a start. And also, they're very, they're very neat numbers in kilometers. It's not like she ended up with 127 grams or four ounces. Now, can I just make a point, though? They do have 5 and 10k races in the States. That's I'd what rather you didn't interrupt us, Anya, actually. You've had your say. And uh, I don't think you should give anything else away. Also, I think... Anya would have really enjoyed coming up with Silas Simons, the Oregon <laughs> cheesemaker. It sounds a bit like psilocybin, which I think is like the psychoactive substance in mushrooms or something. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and actually that would make sense. Anya does a lot of that, so um, it's probably just in her brain. That's <laughs> where the quizzes come from. Um, so look, that's just my initial thought. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but that's mm. my initial just... Uh, I, I guess the the no fun way of looking at this, but uh, any what what are your thoughts, Will? You're a runner. Um, we haven't even got into that, but anyway. No, we haven't. Know. I thought I was going to fly under the radar then, or run under the radar, as it were. Um, I love your detective work so much. I thought maybe the first one was fake because uh, I can't. I, how long is that street in Queens that they're running up and down? That'd be the most miserable run. I'd much yeah. rather do the other two. So you've got to do let's let's just say roughly three thousand miles is the distance mm. across the states, and then you That's add on ludicrous. another two hundred or three hundred miles nearly for eleven marathons. So you're three thousand three hundred miles. So even if the street is what like five miles, mm. I'll tell you how long I guess it could be ten miles. I'll tell you how long the street is. Okay, how long is the street? So roughly, it's about in kilometers. In kilometers, please. In kilometers, it's eight hundred eighty-three. Um, a point eight eighty-three. Point eight so, so I, I can't I can't so speak it's half a mile. I can't speak for this particular race, but I do know that there are ultimate races, those those incredibly long, like fifty, sixty, seventy mile races run around blocks in New York City. Mm. At least one. So like for me the first one rings totally. But you'd plausible. have to go you'd have to go up and down that street six thousand times. Totally. These guys are these guys are doing I guess if you're doing this you're a maniac yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, but, it's these are crazy. Like these are the races that people die in China on. Mm. You know, they, they they go out in they go out in like sandstorms and, and snowstorms yeah. and then like 
fewer and fewer of them make each of the waypoints. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess that's just ultimate racing, isn't it? Or whatever. Or ultra racing or whatever. But that's called. totally different to going on like a hundred, doing a 100 mile, 100 kilometer run over a distance. It's so different to doing it. Definitely. On the same road. Definitely. I do think but I do same. think both are mad, but I at least I but suppose it's part if, of the same if you find people who want to do three thousand miles of running over fifty days, maybe it's no harm that we bottle them all up in one place rather than unleash them on the continent. Yeah. I think the, yeah, the Vanessa Met would call that kettling. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Also, uh, another little little fact about that race, which may or not may not be true, is that they don't close the street. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Well, I mean, how many people do it? Is this held every year? Well, let, let's give your answer first, and then I can... Then I can. Okay, I, I believe the Krispy Kreme. Mm. I believe the Racing Queens. I, I, I'm going back to my my numbers game. I don't, yeah. but I believe oh. Anya made up the cheese one, and I think she enjoyed it so much as she made it up. Yeah, yeah, it's a great... I, I would agree. It's a great one. If it's uh, great. You're absolutely correct. There is no Silas. <laughs> there, 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 there is no Silas Simons. I was so pleased with that. I thought that was great. It was great. Anya, Anya if you'd done it in miles and ounces and all of that, you might have fooled us. Yeah. But, uh, they don't take that donut well. No, I mean, I, you would have fooled me anyway because I I wasn't thinking that I'm not that good at quizzes. <laughs> yeah, they do not take out a hundred grams of a cheese from different American states at each <laughs> kilometer mark and eat it. And there is no Silas Simons in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, the Krispy Kreme cream one is real, and the tra- self transcendence three thousand one hundred miles race is real. And uh, runners negotiate nearly six thousand laps of one extended city block in Jamaica, Queens. Uh, while the streets are in normal use and they have 52 days to do it. Um, and the whole thing about oh. the transcendence thing is that you're, you're, you're meant to transcend your previous capacity, gain spiritual insights and overcome the entire world's preconceived notions of possibility. I'll tell you what you'd want to, all right. Because it's so boring, because you're, you know, the, it's, it's all about the mental fortitude that it takes to complete the same thing 6,000 times. Uh, so yes, it is for uh, maniacs. You know, there's, there's a race, um, the man versus horse race that takes place in a US desert every year. I nearly included that. Good mm, thing I didn't. It's, and is that literally what it sounds like? So a man races a horse, basically, or you can, you can enter as a human or you can enter as a horse, I guess. Um, and there's a certain distance. So I think the distance is the same. I think the humans, it's not just a straight race. I think there's a head start, but the other thing is the horses, for animal safety, have to take, you know, several breaks of a number of hours at Mm. particular times. So it's all about sort of, you know, being a certain amount ahead of the horse before they start their next one. And Mm. generally the horses do win, but I did um, hear an interview with a guy who, who won it a few years back. I mean, animal safety, though, if I could just come in on that, has yeah. been, I mean, it's so overwrought. I mean, specifically with regard to horses. I mean, I, myself and my family were attempting to go on holiday recently, and my sister very pleasantly suggested that we would ride horses, myself and my siblings, would ride horses on a beach in the west of Ireland. And I preemptively googled an FAQ on a random stables in the west of Ireland, just like what to wear, to make sure I was aware of comfortable fitting clothing no denim and can't supply own boots and uh i just noticed just something about a weight restriction and i just sort of said i'll park that and just let let my sister sort this out for us and she she eyeballed my weight based on my dad's and just sort of added a few kilos mm. which was astute of her and uh, so she rang me in the morning we were due to set off and she said hey i just got this um shitty email from the horse people and i was like am i too fat to ride that horse <laughs> she was like yeah in, in a word yeah and connor so, connor thanks. what like by some distance or oh yeah i think so i mean i think i think they were like we will take up to grudgingly up to 100 kilos <laughs> of weight and and i think i'm i'm probably 10 or 20 over that minimum. Oh, I wasn't asking um, you to, to name your right. No, I no, it doesn't tell. matter. It doesn't matter. But I do think, I do think, I do think about all the portly, portly, you know, officers. Cowboys. Well, you know, cowboys or and as well as anything else, not even portly. Muscle is muscle is heavier than fat, isn't oh. it? So I mean, you know, all these ripped cavalry officers. And of course, we should tell the listeners that uh, Connor is five foot one. Yeah, 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 yeah. More hobbit than man. <laughs> um, but I think, in yeah. fairness, that was, that, that, you're probably yeah. too tall for a horse as well. Yeah, or just I just need a very tall horse. Um, but that was the thing as well. We a couple of people joined uh, my last my last job. They joined 
virtually during the during COVID. So there was a bunch of people I knew and had worked with in office for years, and there was a bunch of people who I hadn't. And they were coming in. We were coming into the pub when stuff opened up again, maybe last September. And they were like, "Listen, just the one thing you need to know is that Connor's very conscious about his height, so just don't stare at him." And so, he, basically, they'd primed him to expect a five foot one, <laughs> like sort of sort of Napoleon figure, you know, sort of big personality, tiny body. And so I walked in, and we were in the snug of a pub, so I couldn't actually fit through the door <laughs> when I arrived. <laughs> I had to both duck and go sideways. <laughs> well, we should tell you that Connor is probably six foot three. Are you? I think I'm six four. Yeah. yeah. He's he's, oh. he's a tall man. Because also it would be very strange. Um, so I'm not. I'm so I'm not. I'm not monstrous by any stretch. <laughs> um, but it just happens that you know. Yeah, just, you've got presence. He's, yeah. he's on a booster yeah. seat there, Will. <laughs> he's very very tiny. Uh, yeah. Got six four. Yeah, I know. They grow up so fast, don't they? I'm very interested in your opening takes on running. I mean, I, I have, I have no idea what at least two of you are going to say. Interesting. Um, I'll start off. Um, so I uh, don't like running. Is what I would say. First of all, I do occasionally run, but it's pretty rare these days. So I do like to keep fit, and I do quite a lot of exercise. But I would cycle an awful lot, and so that'll be my main kind of cardio activity. Uh, again, I wouldn't consider myself a cyclist, much more a cycler, I feel. I just, I cycle places and I cycle reasonable distances, but I don't, uh, I never, you know, dress up in all the fancy dress and I don't talk about my kilometer counts or whatever it is cyclists do. Um, but I end up cycling quite a lot. And running, what tends to happen is if I am without my bike for a while and feel that I need some exercise, I'll very, very grudgingly go out for a run. Um, when I say run, of course I mean jog, but I'm at the stage where I can kind of knock out a 5k jog on demand if I need to, but I hate every minute of it. Uh, I bring a bad attitude to it, which definitely doesn't help. And the only time I really do it, I suppose, is if I go down to the west of Ireland quite a bit and I don't have a bike when I'm down there. And so I do it down there and it's more enjoyable because you're out in the sea and nature and all of that kind of things. But uh, yeah, don't like running think it's uh kind of stupid uh don't think i think i know look i think it's obviously good from a from a an exercise level i think the really long running is is actually stupid i think it's bad for you but um so are lots of things so that's me will love running it's great Mm. i i I do well usually i do at least like 10 miles a week um at least but uh i love it i only got into it a couple of years ago and i think it's great it's a really great pastime and uh, we're going to have a fight, Hugh. Absolutely. But you'll be able to... Oh, no, I was going to say, I won't be able to run away from you, I guess. Yeah, I'll no. cycle away from you, though. So I'll bring, yeah. I'll bring my bike to a run fight, basically. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. I think, I think it's great. Is it true, Will, that you have uh, silly shoes for running? Nope. I have normal shoes. Normal, barefoot, Vibrams running shoes. I understand that oh, barefoot no shoes is a contradiction in terms. So are they the ones with the toes? Yeah, they're the ones with the toes. Everyone has horrible. such an opinion. Like- Why everyone gives such a massive shit about this? I just bought some <laughs> shoes. I really like them. You didn't buy shoes. You bought weird foot rubber gloves. And do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you wear these publicly? What What, what do you think? I'm not going to just sit inside and run on a treadmill in my house. Well, you should. But those things are like, oh, and how do you even get? How do you get your little toe into into it? Oh, it's, uh, it's really hard. You just put them on. Well, it's, everyone has such an opinion about these shoes. I just bought them. I like running. Leave me alone. T- t- tell me this, Will. Serious question. Like, genuinely not, not, not looking to get a rise out of you. Uh, <laughs> you will, though. Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah, absolutely. Indeed. And maybe that's the idea. No, uh, so there's like, there seems to be two very different schools of thought, though, in, in the running shoe world. So, like, for instance, I think I'm wearing... A, a pair of runners that have like a lot of support and quite a big juicy bouncy sole and so how'd you get your ankle into them connor <laughs> exactly well goose fat mainly but uh uh but uh, uh but then there's the flip side which i understand your your little sort of fingered fagan foot gloves um <laughs> uh, uh, are uh there, there, there's almost no support necessarily. I mean, it obviously, yeah, no, obviously, it's like wearing a tire. You know, like it gives you protection against the actual surface. Yeah, but, yeah. 
It's, like it's not quite hard. Face. It's not quite hard as you land. You well, mean, see, I, you're, it looks like you're miming a heel impact there. Yes. You should be Sorry, impacting the. You shouldn't be impacting the floor with your heel, Connor. Um, should be hitting it with the balls of your feet, actually. But no, I want to try and like run, there, run on the balls of my feet. Is that where you, so there, do you so run? There, do you have a sort of an F one run? Yeah, so like a, the running technique, as far as I understand it, you hit it with the ball of your foot first, and yeah. then you like heel kiss the floor, like you gently touch or don't at oh. all touch the floor. That's the way. So the idea with the barefoot running shoes. To be honest, yeah. right? There's two schools of thought in that. There's loads of research that says, oh, barefoot running is the best and only way of running. And there's loads yeah. of research that directly contradicts that. <laughs> and I think whichever one you want to sort of argue, you can. And I think probably both. It depends on who you are. But if you've got a good running you, technique. Yeah, your physiology. Like, yeah. You're, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it really matters. I just like the idea of them. And it also got me into running. So I, I've always know. just run with, yeah. uh, with them. And I really like that you're on your feet and you can... You know, there's a very thin layer between your feet and the and the ground, so you have like mm. a tactile relationship. Feel with the, the terrain. Yeah, the ground. yeah. Also means that I'd stepped on a rock and hurt my foot once, so mm. which is a risk. Connor, what's your take on running? Your opening position. So, so I think I might I might surprise some of you here in a sort of a general ambivalence, and that maybe while I personally loathe the activity speaking from a lifetime of avoiding running, uh, except for that one time I opted into a catch to 5K um, and succeeded and then immediately stopped again. I do accept its utility for others, you know? Like running from somewhere to marathon, I get it, you know? I get it. You need to warn some Greeks about other Greeks. Like, I understand that. Yeah, I would say it's been a while now since that's been a relevant yeah. claim. Or like, or like, say, running from this village to the next village to say that the Mongols are, are, are really yeah. just outside that village. Again, you know? again, agreed. But, you know... Oh, no, all I'm saying is just, I, I get the utility of, like, needing to move quickly from, say, urban... Oh, yeah, running away from ur- wild beasts as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess I, what I'm saying is it's a standard, you know, fence-sitter. Mm. for me right now anyway so I'm prepared to either be swayed by also I would say that my judicious questioning of Will about his equipment does demonstrate a sort of a a mild interest without judgement what I will say is that while Will and I may you know nurture a very healthy dislike for each other during some of our more salty arguments uh, we will unite against you if you bring a sort of fence-sitting non-judgmental approach to the podcast because that's not what we're about here fair enough no i'll i'll uh, i'll i'll recant and um not to dwell on the three races i mentioned earlier if you had to compete in one of them um which would you pick the transcendental marathon ultra marathon cheese or donuts 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 <laughs> The shortest, tastiest place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I thought the cheese would be good because you'd be kind of refueling. Every, every... A kilogram, a kilogram of cheese. That's, That's so much cheese. Is that a lot of cheese? Because when you're running, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose yeah. you think those 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 big blocks of cheese tend like the big blocks of cheddar tend to be about three fifty grams. So it'd be three of them, like three sort of what six inch blocks of cheddar and cheese. Was it every kilometer you said as well? Every kilometer, yeah. That's not very long. That's like every every like five minutes. And also, I suppose that's not particularly good fuel, in that it's pure fat as opposed to carbohydrate. I suppose. Well, I think it'd be good. I don't know. My my pal who's like into he's into like he's training to do like ultra marathons and stuff. He um he's like every every hour you should eat something if you're running. If you're running for more than an hour, you should eat something. Mm. Is there any planet on which any of you see yourselves becoming middle aged men who who ultra marathon? Yeah, I'm on the way there. I hope I achieve fifty percent of that statement. <laughs> I love I love the idea of it, but I I just don't. I, I like running sort of as a hobby at the moment. I'm not like training to do anything. Is the ultra marathon is is that like the hundred mile races? Yeah, like yeah, but there's all so, sorts yeah. of versions of it, like this. Double and triple, I, like there's Ironman triathlons. Yeah. Where you're doing like. Well, there's the guys. There's the guys who do like seven marathons and seven continents in mm. seven days. I'm like, I mean, that's just so expensive. And also, yeah. have you guys heard of cocaine? Because. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's also, I was reading about one there where I think it's in the Arctic Circle where you need to be totally self-sufficient for the duration of it. So you have like all of your supplies on a little sled on and, you're, you. and you're bringing oh God, that around. I mean. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, but I mean, Will, why I mean, are you fascinated it, by, yeah. by ultramarathons? 
Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm fascinated by ultramarathons. I'm fascinated by running. Ultramarathons I'm, like, interested in, but I've never done, like, a competitive race or anything. I just really like running for myself. I think it's... I, I also think, like, nobody likes it when they start. When you start doing it, you do it because you, like... You have some sort of reason that you feel like you want to be a runner or whatever. And it takes you, like, a good year to get to the point where you're, like you actively it turns from discipline into into just motivation to go just without doing any work like now i have i haven't run for like a week because i've not been very well and i'm like desperate to go for a run and i don't think that's about it probably is about endorphins and getting my endorphin hit but i think the ritual of doing it and it's i um i also think we don't really to get a little bit philosophical about it and bore everybody. I think like, I don't spend a lot of time doing stuff that I don't want to do. And that is difficult. Uh, and I don't spend a lot of time not being stimulated by like a screen or by listening to something. So going for a run without any headphones and, and doing something that's difficult for like an hour. I think it's great. You go headphoneless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a question. This was a question I was going to ask and not really of you will. Cause it's, it's it's bigger and more uh, I don't know cliche laden, but you know is it is it that you know for most of us certainly in the developed world with this incredibly long amount of peace time and that we're just not involved in the hard tedious business of living anymore and that you know you get shuttled in a climate controlled environment to and from your work pod you plug in your stasis tube and you just sit there and plug away at your data in the data mine and then you get back in your climate cooled you, whatever the fuck okay, and then Connor? go home <laughs> no but i just mean do you know what i mean like 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 so many more people were either physically out doing something manual or like over the over the duration of time not necessarily you know the 20th century i don't know is there, like that that may be too um too sort of pop psychology airport bookie but like there's also got to be an element especially for those people who are really trying to seek out the harder thing because I guess they're they're intense people anyway, so they're probably they were probably intense financial people or athletes or something else anyway, and then they go and find. Well, that's a good point though, because if you go say to a circuit class at a gym, it'd be like, okay, we're going to do farmers lifts, and then we're going to do ski whatever, and it's all mimicking no, no, wait, movements that maybe people would have done as actual yeah. labor. Yeah. yeah, I would like to know, Anya, what's your initial take on running? Have you your experience of running as well? Uh, like Connor, I've done Couch Five K, finished it, and was like. Great. Box ticked. Never doing that again. Um, I, <laughs> I I enjoyed doing it because I was trying to finish this yeah. program. Uh, but I, I, I don't enjoy it. I've never mastered how to breathe pro- properly while you run. And I'm sure somebody could show me how to do that and then I would enjoy it more. But for me, it just feels like being slowly smothered. Mm. <laughs> At speed. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do find it impressive when over the course of conversation and it's not at all it's not at all forced or they're not trying to wedge it in. Somebody does just say, oh yeah, no, I've, I've ran a marathon. And then usually it's followed up with, and that was enough. And I do find that, mm. you know, just they're like, look, I went and achieved some very specific thing. It is a considerable achievement to have run it in, you know, uh, run it in the first place rather than yeah. watch it even. Like, that's amazing. And then sometimes some, some people will, will have a great time or something. So I do find it that impressive. And then, it's after that then you're like okay well you're just into this and this is your thing it's like so, I remember I met someone who'd been to Bob Dylan live 47 times why? Like, really? oh 47 times? I was at a wedding I was at a wedding like a famously not great live musician either <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Like, oh was, the pageantry was, of a Bob Dylan show yeah. when he came down on that spinning firework like he's not Katy Perry yeah. <laughs> yeah I was a guy a guy, guy's gotta be gotta be 15 maybe 20 years older than me and uh, we're at a wedding and we sort of got to chatting because we're at the same table of 10 kind of thing. And uh, I don't know where he's kind of like, have you ever seen U2 live? No. I was like, no. And he just looked at me and went, 11 times. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't... It's so I don't, obnoxious. I don't, like, I, a, I don't care. B, cool. Like, like, but also, like, it's not what? like it's Michael Jackson, you know, or the Beatles, or like people who are dead and not able, you're not able to see live. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. you too, oh, great. But I think as well, like, I think this is a good, oh, book, whole, one of their next 78 so, day tours. But I was, I was at, um, I was at Fleet with Mac and a woman next to me was like, you ever seen them before? You know, this is your first time, first timer. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is the first time. She's, and she gave me, you know, the running time six times, you know, New York, 2020, you know, San Francisco. And so I was like, oh, like, what? 
you know, well, can you just let me enjoy this? I mean, I'm probably not going to go see them again. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I don't need to repeat this experience. It's kind of a, a one-off for me, you know? <laughs> probably a runner. Do you think that's one of the things that puts people off running? Like, lots of us might think, God, you know what? Maybe it would be nice on this crisp autumn day to have a little run. But then if you mention it to anybody, everybody has an opinion on it. And everybody will tell you, oh, what you really need to You need to have Strava. You need to get my weird little flippers. You need to... It's not really <laughs> running if you're not... Like, do, do you think that it's, you know, as we said, yeah, it's people. Yeah, and again... Yeah, and it goes back to the thing, which is that 98% of the people who run are absolutely fine but the problem is they're also quiet and the two percent of people who are annoying about <laughs> yeah. it are loud but it's know? an interesting one though just about not even women in sport but women in exercise like something like only 10 or 15 percent of women or women or girls and women over 15 or something get enough physical exercise every week which mm. is shocking and Terrifying. i would imagine that's partially because every time a woman says oh i might think about cycling i might think about running there's a guy at the water cooler and work been like <laughs> Oh, ultramarathon Paris last week, you know, that, that's running, you know, like that there's, there's, all, there's always somebody who's, who's going to, you know, it's very hard for people to, to dabble. Like, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's not really enough anymore to do the odd run and maybe a charity 5k once a year, you know, that everything has gotten so extreme and the amount of events you can do and people have more money to go to Madrid or New York or Boston to do these marathons that it's all gotten far more high octane. Um, one thing I will say in running's favour is that it's a really good way, like when you go traveling or when you go somewhere new, it's a really cool way of being like, I'm going to get out and sort of explore and see a bit of this area. Because it's something that now whenever I go anywhere, I pack my running shoes or my barefoot flippers and um, I'll go out for a run. And it's a really, I really love that as a like, you get a relatively quick uh, like mm. overview of an area and it's a really nice yeah like, and i think and because yeah i would always walk around a city but you're right it is it is nice when you can speed it up a bit and it's, it's one yeah. thing i do like about cycling is you can you can quite quickly get see i, I yeah, love this for thing. you guys but like, i was away in ibiza recently and uh, the hotel had lots of activities and in the morning you'd wake up and the sun would be rising and you'd look out and there was a man with a sitar accompanying a yoga class and i'd be like god i'm so glad that exists I'm not going to go to it, but I'm happy for those people. And it, I think it's, I, and I love when it, you know, sometimes a hotel now will give you, like you can go on a running tour or they'll say, you know, we've got our, our resident oh. running pro who'll bring you out or whatever. I'm so happy that exists, but I don't want any part of it ever. <laughs> uh, well, I think we are moving towards the, uh, the finish line. Uh, and I think this has been a very measured uh, discussion of running. Um, I've put myself twice. But are you... Happy to let the people of the world keep running, or does it go in legitimate likes bin TM? It's time for a decision. We haven't mentioned. I should say as well. I do watch. I do enjoy watching uh, racing, like athletics events on TV. Um, even though I don't really do it much anymore, but I did. Always, I used to yeah. enjoy watching even the long distance ones. I enjoy watching that. I think it's quite cool watching like a a five or ten thousand meter race. And yeah. seeing like how a how a runner like how a skillful runner there was an Ethiopian guy when we were growing up, Haile Gebrselassie, who was one of the best long distance runners of all time, and seeing him like, oh, just how he clearly just the tactics for the race, you know, were incredible. And obviously, watching a hundred meter, two hundred meter is cool because it's fast. But I think it's so there's such skill involved in like knowing in a ten thousand meter race, you know, and you presumably only realize like at different points during the race, like. God, I'm not on my I'm not on my game today, so I've got to figure out how to how to win with what I've got, or I'm absolutely flying and I need to be hitting these markers. So I do think that's quite cool. Yeah. It's Did you, you see watch the packs the... separate? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, it's always it's always ahead. when you're watching the Irish runners, and unfortunately, they tend to sort of say, God, he's had a great start, and then you look back and you're like, oh, he's like he's half a track I think, behind I think I think in, in this Olympics there was a in the women's 10,000 maybe there was maybe a Greek or Scandinavian anyway basically unfortunately she just like fell back and fell back and fell back and then eventually it was like wait hang on the race is over but is she still out there and you're like oh and, to, and like fair play to them like you're in the Olympics you're clearly one of the world's oh. elite but at this point like yeah, yeah. it's like in a horse race you know when they pull up a horse and they just go in and you're like it's probably it's time to pull up I mean Good on you. Fair play if you finish, but you're you're getting you're getting mixed up now in the in the hundred and ten meter hurdles. Did you see the marathon this year? The I watched the women's marathon, which is amazing and very inspiring, and then watched the men's marathon as well. And there was a French runner, I think, who at the water table just 
cleared or like just knocked all the water off and then grabbed the last one. No. Th- yeah, there was an like, absolute uproar. Everyone was like, you piece of garbage. You can find it on YouTube. It's absolutely... Oh, on purpose. Scandalous. What yeah, yeah, yeah. power move. Oh, I thought it was just like the... And then, like, oh, oh, and then, and then Meanwhile, the Kenyan it. team are picking up like four water bottles and handing them out to whoever they could. And, and then they won. And then little French boy at the back just going like, fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, okay, uh, Will, why don't you start us off? Is running a legitimate lag? Personally, yes. I love it. And I think it's a really amazing thing that has uh, really helped me. Like, it really helps my mental health, my physical health. And I think it's a really amazing thing that I went from not, not being a runner to now being able to run like 10 miles and like it's an achievement that I'm really proud of and I can go out anywhere and do it and I love it it's a way of like getting out in nature and also turning my brain off um but it's also like where I come up with some of my best ideas however like you start talking about running and people are like what's your time like I think it's inherently spoken about competitively and I don't like that about it. It shouldn't be a competitive thing. It's like a personal thing. And I think a lot of the like, like the achievement, the couch to 5k thing, I think is amazing because it encourages people who've never run and it, it's a, a training mechanism. But it feels like this, so many people drop off after it. And it's like the idea of running a 5k is the important thing rather than going out and enjoying yourself. If you go for 10 minutes or for three hours, that's cool. And I, I think the way we speak about it and the way it's valued is is against the spirit of it. Everyone's mean about my shoes and I understand that. So I'm actually going to say that whilst it's a very important part of my life and I love it, I don't think it's legitimate like because of the way, wow. it's, the way it's considered in the world. If the worldview changed and it was just like, hey, do what you want, it doesn't matter. Like, just enjoy yourself. I'd like it. But there's too many of those people ruining it for everybody else. So... On a personal level, yes, but I can't sign off on it. Incredible. Okay, Connor, what about you? Wow, I wasn't expecting that at all. No. Um, yeah, I think it's unrelenting misery and drudgery. <laughs> um, and I, I really only appreciate its utility at like a truly like macroeconomic level uh, in terms of outrunning the Hun. Um, so. Like on that basis, you know, while it's you know helped sustain societies for millennia, I hate it. <laughs> I don't think it's a legitimate like. Okay, well, I have to say, I did not expect to be to be coming in here just to just to put a rubber stamp on things. <laughs> and really, you've thrown everything asunder, and it's funny because when you started speaking. And you were talking about how it's helped your physical health and mental health and all this. I was like, oh, God, it's going to be... I'm going to seem, like, pretty mean when I <laughs> then say, well, that's not important to me. Um, but you you turned it on its head. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, I think the competitive thing is really interesting because I, I love sport and I am very, very competitive. But I think people... I think true competition is not about comparing yourself to others i think true competitiveness is actually about competitiveness with yourself and i think Mm. it depends on obviously in solo sports that's a certain thing um but i think even in in team sports i think even in sports where you're directly playing an opponent the ultimate competition is about improving your own game improving your own skills and trying to achieve better heights and like if you play let's say you play a tennis match and you play the best game you've ever played and you end up losing you know, you aren't all that upset by it afterwards because you know you've been in a hell of a game there and you know that yeah. you have, like, pushed yourself and that you've you've competed as well as you possibly can. So I think, I think there's so many areas, but I think running is certainly one where people, yeah, just feel the need to have to, as you say, compare times. Or, I, you know, my kilometers are, are 4 minutes 32 seconds. What are yours? And it's like irrelevant like completely irrelevant you know it doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. doesn't matter like <laughs> how does this matter to any of us um i think it's yeah i think it's i really dislike doing it myself i uh will do it as little as i possibly can 
Um, good for you if it's the way you find a way to do exercise, but uh, find a better and more fun way for yourself and you'll enjoy life more. <laughs> um, so look, it's going, to be, it's going to be three out of three. Running is not a legitimate like. Wow. Three for three. It's gone, it's gone from humanity. Onya, if, if you'd had a vote, which you don't... Oh, it would have been, would it would have been four for four. Running is dreadful. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I liked uh, Hugh's thing, that in the end, the race is long and it's only with yourself. And I think that's a, a good message for the pod. Yeah, I hope so. We never asked you earlier on, of the races you made up, would you, would you be joining us in Donut City? Uh, I think I'd be so good at the middle part of that race. <laughs> yeah. Look, and he, but here's the thing: you do your two and a half miles, which let's face it, we'd we'd manage. You know, you'd make it there. You eat the donuts. There's a good chance you manage the other two and a half miles before you're horrendously sick. I'd walk. I just walk. You know? I'd walk. I'd finish. I'd be like, be like cool runnings. I'd be there's there's your movie. Be very inspiring. And, and as we know, as we know, great honor in finishing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have to say, I do. I do always, and I, I genuinely don't mean this in a condescending way, but like, I do think like. God, fair play if you have gone out to do a marathon and you end up walking it because it's mm. taken you eight hours to do that. And Jeez, that in itself yeah. is such a... And like, I know some people obviously always sit out to walk it. I had a friend who um, was running a marathon and he was about he was about 50 and then he picked up an injury and just wasn't going to be able to run it. And he was like, no, I'm walking it. I'm doing it. And is he that, did it. Is that, so I suppose a good, a good running time for like an average person is four plus hours, right? Yeah, I think so if you go then, sub four, that's very impressive, certainly for someone who's... So then, if you walk it, it is like it's an eight-hour walk. It's probably eight hours. Wow! Yeah. I, I never really thought about. I never really thought about that. <laughs> maybe more. I mean, I mean yeah. it's definitely twenty-six well, miles is more than twenty-six eight miles. Is certainly seven. Distance. Certainly seven. Anyway, you know. So if not, yeah. Because what? Yeah, what yeah. are the like? What do? What do people cover in a day on the Camino? I'd say twenty-six is a long day. Yeah, twenty-six. Like, twenty-six is a long day. Yeah. yeah. Like if you if you go for a brisk walk, you'll walk at about four miles an hour. Um. But if you want to do that for a marathon, you'd have to keep that God. brisk pace for seven hours. If there is on the marathon, unlike the community, you don't have any stuff with you. And there's no... Yeah, yeah but that's because, that's because some French guy has yeah. just thrown it all away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fewer inclines, I suppose. I was actually going to ask, uh, as a closing section, what, if you guys could design a race like one you did at the start, what would your ideal Ooh. running race look like? Oh. You can have a little bit of time to think. Mine would be just... you get can't be the Krispy Kreme donut one. No. Oh, no, you could just choose the Krispy Kreme one. Yeah, You can just specify what glaze they were. But um, mine would definitely be dropping dropping you in, in the woods somewhere in a big forest, and there are loads of people with paintball guns, and you have to run as far as you can, and once you get shot, you have to stop. That would be it. Running away from... That'd be so much mm. fun. That'd be mine. I, yeah, I, I, I do find paintballing very painful. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I'd be shot instantly, so that would be okay. Mm. It'd be the shortest race ever. <laughs> so I'd quite like that. Connor? I, I think I'd, um, I'd, maybe, I'd maybe wrap this race around the production of a very time-sensitive meal. And basically all my running would be... I'd be compelled to have to go outside the house... And then listen for the basically the bell on the oven every time before like each item of food is ruined by overcooking, and that's that's where the competition is. Um, so I mean, it's a very elaborate to stage. B, I haven't fully worked out the mechanisms. C, I'm not sure what a win is. Is a win just achieving a well cooked meal? I've run this race with you and great souffle gate. <laughs> well, indeed, I think that's where I took inspiration. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny yeah. because I was going to say um, that I'm given a shopping list. And I've to get everything on the list and get to the checkout in the shortest time sweep. possible. It's a, it's a supermarket sweep mm. thing, but I think I'd be very good at that. There is there is that <laughs> is it is it geolocator geo picker geo the geo guesser geo guesser geo guesser because that's that's an actual title. But like the idea of being dropped mm. in a random location globally because kind of stems from yours, Will. Like yeah. that's absolutely fascinating. Mm. Like I'd say yeah, say if you cool. the only thing the only clue you're given is run in a given compass point like run south <laughs> like you'll eventually hit the finish <laughs> like, like you'll, you'll just discover the finish yeah yeah um. right well I think I think we've we've completely destroyed running so that's a, a surprise for the podcast another but win not, for the podcast mm. another win for the podcast another lose for the world thanks so much for coming back on Connor thank you Will thank you are you going to go for a run yeah. soon Almost oh, definitely not. But are you going to order some 
zip flyers or whatever they're called. Oh, well, I tell you, yes, I'm being very heavily advertised at the moment for a very snazzy looking pair of Nike trail running shoes, which uh, which may well make it into the repertoire, but... Uh, they'll be worn in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the most robust <laughs> testing they'll get is, is strolling to and from the town, I'd say. Hugh, um, when we next see each other, will we go on a run? Let's. I, I will do that. Well, actually, we can't because it's not a legitimate like. So. Is it okay? Well, oh god. Yeah. So can I not nice, run anymore? A nice brisk walk. I don't think so. Oh, We've never man. really determined the rules whether this is like a room one hundred and one style thing or whether it's just that you get our heavy censure. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll work on you. Are you ever going to run again? Not if I can help it. Okay. Well, on that very sad note thank you so much for listening to legitimate likes um if you're listening to this on a run uh, stop immediately and start walking please tell a friend about it like it rate it subscribe it and tell us on instagram or twitter what we should talk about next uh thanks so much connor thanks hugh thanks anya and thank you mostly to will and his running shoes goodbye everybody bye goodbye bye i'll say it one last time for you I'm really creeped out by Will's shoes The rubbery flipper foot gloves With separate toes He says they make him run so well But he looks like something spawned in hell Also his toes must really smell From wearing those Connor's so tall There is no horse for him Though he's sponsored by Imodium For drinking all that fizzy milk Give me some cheese, I'll run 10k with it. Anya messed up with her measurements, but my god, that's a lot of cheese. How boring do you have to be to run around a single street? Over the course of seven weeks, six thousand times. Sometimes I just want exercise, and I try so hard not to cry. But I will get a bad stitch by a half a mile. marathon I don't have time for that what's the point in running all that way you've never even seen you too slow down slow down cause running's just not fun We took a vote and it's decided now We hammered it by four to none Some crispy creams would really hit the spot But after running all that way They're not going to stay down for too long Paula Radcliffe, she ran an awesome race But when you've got to go, you've got to go Don't worry about saving face Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.